It's more stories, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Nikki Moore, your host of More Stories, a platform where I would be presenting fascinating people. You see, through my journeys, I've had the honor to meet all kinds of human beings. And what I know for sure is that everyone has a story to tell. And I'm so honored that you decided to come along with me on this journey. Today, I have another fascinating person and she got a story to tell. She's a mother to one, a sister to some, and a friend to many. Ms. Oshana Caesar is a proud United States Army veteran and a small business owner of Sultry Shop. After serving four years active duty, she stepped out of faith and embarked on a journey of entrepreneurship, creating a pop-up retail business offering apparel for women that makes you feel central, feminine, and attractive. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Miss Oshana Caesar. Hey, lady. Hey, thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well, feeling very well rested today and ready to go. Hey, that's all the energy you need. <laughs> thank you so much for agreeing to, you know, be be here with me and to occupy the space with me to share some magic with my audience. I'm so honored that you decided to do this with me. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my story. I'm really excited. I really appreciate it. Sure. First of all, thank you for your service to the United States of America. Oh, no problem. It was a pleasure to serve. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oshana and I are family. We truly are family. We go way back um, at least 20 years. I've had the Mm -hmm. honor of watching her grow up and become a beautiful mom and a young entrepreneur. And I'm I'm totally inspired by um, what you've become as well. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, we we definitely got some history. <laughs> we got some history. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I was saying in my intro, you know, I've had the honor to meet all kinds of people. And so when I decided to do this, this podcast, um, I wanted to empower, I wanted to um, educate um, young people, women, African-American um, people in general. And so I thought of you as a young entrepreneur and I want to get into um, a little bit of that. I want to pick your brain so the listeners can have a road map if they're interested in, you know, uh, becoming a business owner. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's, let's get into yeah. It. So let's get into it. So mm-hmm. as a young entrepreneur, a young mom, what gives you inspiration? What gives me inspiration the most is my daughter. Um, I'm a a mom of one, so I try to make sure, you know, everything I do, um, everything I say is, um, is pretty much, you know, I'm doing things the right way. I mean, because I have, you know, this young girl looking up to me who's, I'm trying to groom into being a young lady to go on to be, you know, a, a, a nice young woman. Um, so I'm trying to groom a pretty much a little me, you know, in the making. So, um, and it, what gives me inspiration the most is, is my daughter making sure I do everything right, um, for her. Right. Oh, is she a little you? Is she, when you look at her, is she a little you? Oh my God. Sometimes it's so scary because she is, she is a little me identical. I mean, 
I can look back what, you know, 20 plus years, she is definitely me in the making. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a that's a great uh, segue into my into my next question. Um, what do you wish you had known when you were a younger you, a younger version? When I was younger me, I wish I would have known that it's OK to make mistakes. Right. You know, as a young child, you have so much pressure trying to impress your mother, you know, trying to do good in school, trying to just make, you know, be the perfect child. And, you know, as kids and as young adults, as adolescents, teens, you make mistakes is okay. And I honestly feel like those mistakes shape you to the person you are going to become in the future as a a young adult, as a a mother, a sister, a coworker, a friend. Um, So I I wish I would have known that it's okay to make mistakes. You can, you know, you live and you learn. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Trial and error. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The best teacher. (laughs) Right. Now think back to when you were a kid. Um, What was your favorite memory? As a child, my favorite memory was watching, um, you know, every Sunday they used to have these, you know, low riders and these cars go down, drive down Western. And um, at the hangout spot back then, everyone you would go on to Crenshaw and just have their low riders and everything. It was just a nice time. Yes. <laughs> a bunch of people just hanging out, having a good time. No violence, you know, no nothing. Just everybody would just together. So my favorite memory was every Sunday, you know, I would have my little sweats on and my little white T-shirt and everything. And I would just sit out, put a chair out on the side of the street and just watch the lowriders drive up and down Crenshaw. And it's so funny that I had this memory because I was telling my daughter um, about how we used to do this, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. And we were actually driving down Crenshaw, which made me bring up the memory to my daughter. And right. literally three minutes after, you know, I explained you know, this memory to her, we were driving down the street and she had a chance to witness everybody hanging out. And she just thought it was so awesome and so cool. So that's my favorite childhood memory. You know, that that's a, you know, everyone that lives in Los Angeles and everybody that's from LA know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Crenshaw was popping. Mm-hmm. Um, Western was popping. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> so I grew up in, I grew up in uh, the eighties and nineties, you know, and so it was really popping. Um, yes. It was a little bit of gang violence when I grew up, but it was still popping. And that was right. the place to be on Sunday night. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and just when I passed by recently, I just love the scene of just seeing a lot of us getting together, just having a good time. You can tell people was having a wonderful time. They were laughing and you know, right. there were people who had their barbecue grills out there. And it was just great for everyone to come together as a community and just, you know, enjoy and just have a good yeah. time. Absolutely. It was a beautiful sight to see. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, on that same note, think back when you were a kid, what was your most traumatic experience? Oh, when I, my, my most traumatic uh, memory when I just probably, you know, would never forget is having to identify my brother. Uh, my brother, I lost my brother um, years ago in 2004 um, he was murdered and oh, it was one of the worst nights of my life on my prom night. Um, wow. We lost him. Yeah. And I had to go and identify his body. And that was just very traumatic. That's one of those experiences I can never, ever forget. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and he was he was actually murdered. Um, mm-hmm. did, did you guys ever follow up and find out about why he was murdered or, you know, was there anything that anyone ever ever been convicted? 
I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure my mom um, has played a role into, you know, finding out, um, you know, who, who was responsible for the murder. And she, you know, followed up. She, I think she recently just followed up with the deputies um, not too long ago. So I believe the case is still open and open. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the details only because it's kind of a soft spot. So I try not to, um, you know, Mm -hmm. tell me of what's going on, but I kind of just, I like to just think of him resting in peace, you know, because when I go, when I talk about it with my mom, it just brings up all these memories. Sure. So yeah, Yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping, you know, someone's been convicted, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that. And that happened years ago. Yeah. did. That happened years ago. You know, any police mm-hmm. officers or deputies that's listening, solve our cases, solve exactly. our murders in our neighborhood, solve them. Cause that was, Absolutely. that was too long ago. That, that was been way too long, long ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one common myth that people have about you? <laughs> one, I'm sorry. I have to laugh. One common myth that people have about me is that I do not have any emotions Guys, I do have emotions. I do feel. I do. Um, <laughs> you know, there's two myths that people have about me that I don't. I'm emotionalist and I'm very materialistic. Uh, and I would like to put both of those to rest since I have this platform today. I do. <laughs> That's right. Tell the people. I do have emotions. I do feel. However, you know, I do let a lot of things roll down my back. And I do not like to show my emotions in front of a lot of people. And I don't like feeling um, you know, going through a spell of all these emotions. I'm, I'm a happy-go-lucky person. I love for everything to be just a great time. So if I can prevent um, feeling a certain kind of way, then I try to, to the best of my ability. Right. And, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I'm sorry for interrupting. Let me ask, no, let's no get worries. into this a little bit about feelings. Okay. Why, why do you think that you're, you know, you don't like to show emotions? Because you know, as an African-American woman, you know, I think I'm I'm with you on this, but tell tell the listeners uh, why you don't like to show emotions, or why you think people are are that's their perception of you. Well, I think for one, that is their perception of me because they never see me emotional. Um, it's it. very rare that I'm upset. It's very rare that I or people see me cry. Um, it, you know, for what everybody knows is that, oh, Shauna's always happy. She's always smiling. She's always goofing around. And that's true for the most part. I do have those moments when, you know, I do cry. I do get upset. But the reason why I think they feel that way and they don't see it is because I honestly do not like feeling that way. I mean, I don't right. like confrontation. If I can prevent it at all costs, I just feel like it's best. You know, I don't, it, something, when I'm upset or when I'm crying, when I'm sad, it's, it's a, another feeling that I get inside that just hurts me to my core. And I feel like it makes me suffer more um, to go through those emotions than to just kind of try to resolve it or brush it off my back. Right. Right. No, I get that. I get Mm -hmm. that. And and then I think sometimes it's hard to show vulnerability. You know, we, we tend to want to be more, you know, be strong. I know for me, you know, I don't like to show a lot of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people, think think of me that way that mm-hmm. they don't see a lot of times where I'm upset or you know I'm very chill but um it does come from a place of just not wanting to show that side to to certain people 
Absolutely. Um, so, so I get that. I do get yeah. that. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with being vulnerable. I mean, for men right. and women also, because, you know, sometimes men feel like they can't be vulnerable and they can't show emotion. And that's not true. I, you know, men go through emotions. It's okay to show it. Women go through emotions. It's okay to show it. But for me, I like to pick and choose my battles and pick and choose my emotions. So if it's something that I can try to kind of, you know, push to the side, or maybe it doesn't require that much emotion or that much involvement, then I just try not to. Right. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. And I know my listeners are getting it too. So absolutely. when you have, when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? How do, how do you, as a young mom, a young entrepreneur doing your thing every day, how do you self care? A little retail therapy. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yep, yes. I said it. A little retail therapy. <laughs> a me, nice Yeah. A nice shopping spree or, you know, it's just a chance for me to clear my mind by myself um, and then do something I enjoy doing, which is shopping. I mean, right. Right. That's just how I self-care. <laughs> Absolutely. A nice pair of shoes can help out a lot. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the best advice, Shauna, that you've received and from who? Uh, the best advice I received was from a coworker. Uh, actually, my coworker, Renee. Uh, I don't know if she ever get a chance to hear this uh, podcast. Um, I'll my coworker Renee, you know, and um, it was actually about a, a business endeavor that I wanted to to do. And um, when she gave me that advice, I kind of just took it and applied it to all platforms of my life. But um, she was telling me, just do it. There's no perfect time to do anything. You don't have to wait until a certain moment in your life or a certain time into your life or when you feel you have this or that. If there's something that you want to do, just do it. You'll figure everything out as you go along. You'll figure out your do's, your don'ts. But if you don't do it, you would never know. So just do it. That's some really good advice. And Mm -hmm. she's going to hear this podcast because you're going to let her know you need to go listen to more stories. Absolutely. So so I'm sure she'll (laughs) download it and hear, um, you know, you saying that. And I think that's awesome that you're giving, you know, um, respect to her like that to to someone that that really helped out. Um, at a time when you, you needed some good advice. So that's awesome. Absolutely. I don't think she know it, but I really look up to her um, like a young oh. mom. You know, oh. I really do. I mean, she's, yeah. you know, she's fairly young, but a lot of the advice that she gives is just so real and authentic. And um, it's just a, a lot of, you know, it's a lot of things I listen when she say I register when, when she speaks. So I really appreciate right. her for that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Right. A sister to sister. That's cool. That's absolutely Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Um, With all that's going on in the world, like the COVID-19 and, um, you know, all the things that's happening that we've never seen. uh, What do you think God is trying to tell us? You know, I honestly think God is trying to humble everyone and Mm. to slow everyone down. Um, You know, it's unfortunate that we're losing lives behind the covid Um, you know, it's an unforeseen pandemic that we didn't expect, of course, but I honestly think that it gave everyone an opportunity to connect more with family, spend that 
good quality family time. Um, you know, if you think about a regular day prior to COVID, you'd be rushing to go to work and, you know, on the road, road rage and, you know, right. but since COVID and everybody had to stay in the house, we had a chance to actually slow down and even self-reflect. I mean, you don't have any thing to do, you know, you have a little bit more time to spend with yourself. A lot of people are working from home. You just have that good quality time. So I think God was just trying to shake us up, humble us, sit us down a little bit and kind right. of just give us a reality check. Yeah. Just be still, just be still. Be still. Um, mm-hmm. You know, busy work is always not, you know, the best. We always, we thought that rushing to work and meeting here, going here, that was something. But now I think with the COVID-19, like you said, it's a way to just humble yourself, spend time with your family, Mm -hmm. be still, think, reflect. Um, And I think that, you know, when we, when we are still, we, we have a chance to listen to God and the whispers of him. And so I I agree with you, Sean, I I believe it's time to just be still. So um, I agree. Yeah, let's get into let's get into your business a little bit because again, like I said, I I want my listeners to be educated um, as well as um, to be empowered. Um, and you've been in business how long now? I've been in business for about five years. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And your business um, is Sultry Shop, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, my business and, is Sultry Shop. Right. Where did the idea of your business come from? Um, so the idea of my business became, well, excuse me, came from just, you know, women actually. And when I think of a woman, I think of her pizzazz. I think of her aura. I think of, um, the confidence she exudes, you know? So I wanted to, it was important for me to create a business for women where they can feel you know, sensual, as I say, it feels sexy, but you know, sexy does not mean that you have to, you know, show your belly button all the time, or, right. you know, it doesn't have mean that you don't have, you can, the less clothing you wear, the sexier you are. No offense to anybody who show their belly button, you know, you can do it if, you know, it's your prerogative. Um, but I just wanted to create or to get into business where some females can feel just, you know, sexy without having to show too much clothing. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome there. Um, what advice would you give someone wanting to get into business ventures similar to yours? As my coworker, I, like I said, I apply her, um, advice to all platforms. Just do it. If there's something that you want to do or a business venture that you want to do, just do it. You know, a lot of times we'd be sitting on million dollar ideas, you know, but we just don't have the resources, but they're out there. Um, you know, research, if there's something you want to do, just research, 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 or speak to like-minded women. If you know women who's doing things that's similar, get together and meet up, you know, ask. Right. Mm-hmm. Give, give my listeners, um, a little bit of a roadmap, like for, for example, if, if there's someone out there listening right now and, and she wants to start, um, a pop-up retail, what would be her first step? Research. Um, right. first step to research. Well, what kind of, what kind of business do you want? Do you want a boutique, but what do you want to sell? Do you want to offer women's apparel? Do you want men's apparel? Do you want accessories? Do you want handbags? What is it that you want to sell or what do you want to offer um the public um and then once you realize what you want to offer you know you have to think about your 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 audience what kind of people do you want to target um do you want teenagers do you want to sell to 
um, all women, all men? Do you want a certain um, age range? Do you want a certain profession? Um, mm-hmm. So then from there, then that's when you can get into the, 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 the paperwork aspects of it as far as licenses, permits, um, resources, where to find um, these items, whether it's clothing, um, you know, these wholesale items. So just just researching. Just researching. And, mm-hmm. and you really have to have um, a really, uh, you know, get up and go get get go get it kind of a grind type of personality, don't you? Absolutely. Because the business would test you. Oh my God. It will show you who you really are because, you know, sometimes we, we think about creating a, um, a business and, you know, you think that you're going to make, you know, a certain amount of money within the first year, but that's not necessarily true. You're going to take a lot of financial losses, but you know, they say scared money don't make money. So that's, that's just a part of the process. So um, you definitely have to be motivated. You definitely have to be determined and dedicated because and if you're dedicated. not dedicated, yes, if you're not dedicated, then, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be in it for the long run. Right. Well, what do you do on a daily basis to grow your business? Like, what do you do? Cause I know you, you know, you got to keep working on it. You got to, you know, you can't take breaks. You got to kind of keep working on it. You have to keep working. I honestly, I'm like so old fashioned. I write down a lot. The old school pen and paper for me is what always works. So I don't care what I'm doing or where I am. If I have an idea, I have a little pad in my purse and I continuously write down ideas, you know, and it can be something that I may not um, implement right then and there, but at least it gives me uh, um, a time I can go back and look and say, oh, I can, you know, explore this new idea or this, but Constant research again, um, constant uh, dedication, motivation is just what you're going to need to keep growing your business, be innovative, um, you know, new ideas and just got to keep going. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Um, Share some of your failures and the business lessons that you've learned, you know, at this point. Oh, I think one of the biggest failures for me in the business was just, you know, losing money. When I first started out, I really wasn't sure about uh, my target audience. You know, I went from selling um, handbags to uh, clutch purses to apparel. So I think uh, when I first started out, when I first started selling handbags, I lost a lot of money that way. I remember I, um, I was so excited because I did my first jazz festival. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I, I do a lot of my my, my uh, pop ups is at a lot of jazz festivals, whether it's, you know, Las Vegas. Well, we don't have San Diego Jazz Festival no more, but I'm pretty much you can find me at all of the jazz festivals. Right. When I when I first got into the jazz festival, it was the Arizona Jazz Festival, which was years ago. And I said, I'm going to sell handbags. Right. I went and I spent $2,000 in handbags. I loaded up this little bitty Lexus that I have and I got on the road. I drove. Right. And I, I drove to this festival and I think I was selling handbags for $20. They were cute handbags, but I think I probably sold about 50 handbags out of the 500 handbags I had purchased. Wow. Wow. And that really, really tested, you know, my motivation and dedication into the business because I had lost so much money and I was not able to recoup, you know, the money. But what I did learn by going is I seen all the other vendors and I was taking notes and I was paying attention. It was like me being in in class because I was I was able to see what to do, 
what not to do, what products are selling well, what's not selling well. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that was wow. my biggest loss in the business. But although it was a loss, it was still a gain because sometimes it's not about how much money you're making, but education is just as rich and just as important as a physical dollar. So right. Right. I was able to educate myself to prepare me and set me up for what I the products that I offer today. Right. Wherever you are, be a student. Mm-hmm. And you're never too old to learn. You're never, never. too old to learn and take advice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. How do you think being an entrepreneur has turned you into a better person? It turned me into a better person because it gave me patience. Oh, it gave me patience. <laughs> <laughs> How so? How so? I mean, because, you know, you, you know, when you're in business, you deal with all you, you come across all kinds of people. You know, you have rude customers, you have wonderful customers, you have sweet customers, you have customers who's going through, you know, things. But um, all in all, it's just, you know, it tests your patience because you have to the customers. I have the mentality of the customers always right. Or what can you do to always help the customer? So, you know, I've encountered some customers where, ooh, under my breath, you know, <laughs> you know, I wanted to say some things. But at the end of the day, I had to just put on, you know, my nice face and offer the best so it really tests my patience because had I not been in business and been a face of my business, you know, I probably would have um, handled several encounters differently. A little different. Abs- a lot different, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> the customers, because the customers is, we're not always right. Right. True. That is, that's, that's, <laughs> you guys are not, but you know, some customers like to feel like they are, right. you know, and um, I honestly think, you know, Although the customers are not always right, but if you make them feel like they are or try to resolve um, certain situations, then it keeps your business. It will be a return customer. And then, you know, they may tell their friend like, hey, you know, I had a bad experience at this boutique, but the owner made it right. So by having that little patience, you know, you can gain 10 more customers from just one bad incident if you handle it correctly. Right, right. Mm Wow. Well, Shauna, I'm so thankful that you came along um, with me today on this journey on more stories to share your entrepreneurship um, process and what it what it takes to be um, a young entrepreneur, how to keep grinding. I'm so thankful. You know, tell my listeners, um, you know, where they can find you, where you're going to be. Um, you know, I guess after this COVID-19, things should start up a little bit. I'm assuming that um, as far as your pop-up um, process for jazz festivals, you haven't been able to do that much, have you? I have not. I have not. And it's been so sad because I enjoy, you know, the, the jazz festivals and I enjoy seeing my re- repeat customers. Right. So right. I have now, now tell me what jazz festivals you were you used to go to when we were doing when we had those. So, oh, I, I traveled, actually. I did uh, Las Vegas. I would do San Jose. I would do San Diego Jazz, Long Beach Jazz, um, Monterey Jazz. Um, you can pretty much find me at any and all of the jazz festivals up and down, you know, California, from northern to southern California, Oakland, um, just any, any little, any music festival, you know, I will make my way there. Right, right. Okay. Absolutely. So you can know where they can find you. Okay, so um, you can follow me on social media as well as um, my website. My website is www.sotryshop.com. That's S-U-L-T-R-Y-S-H-O-P. 
Facebook.com, um, as well as um, Facebook, Instagram. Just go ahead and plug in So Tree Shop, and um, I should be able to pop up. Um, it's a pink uh, logo, pink and gray logo. Um, and then also on my website, I usually have a page where I'll be popping up next. So usually you can follow me and where I will be um, next. Um, I'm in the process of revamping my website at the moment, you know, to offer the customer something a little bit more, uh, more pizzazz and more sleek. So uh, that process is um, that's in the process as we speak. I'm also looking for models. So if there's anybody out there and he's, you know, sisters one who feels, you know, they got to, so you don't even have to be a model, you know, if you right. just want to throw on some clothes and pose in front of a camera, then uh, you guys can also, you know, find me through social media. You can send me a message on social media. Um, my website has a place where you can send an email. Also, I would love to, you know, have you guys and right. you know, shoot some, some pictures of you guys in my, in my apparel. Oh, that's awesome. You hear it. You heard what she said. Models. We got a mm-hmm. plug there if you're interested. Um, check out Oshana's website. And that could be a wonderful opportunity for someone, a young person that's interested in getting into that. Absolutely. And then even if anyone who's interested in uh, um, starting a, a, you know, a small boutique, I'm, I'm open for information. You know, sometimes I feel like some people don't want to give information. You know, they think of a competition type thing, but it's not even that. Uh, sometimes right. you don't know. So if there's any questions anybody has about starting boutiques, feel free to reach out to me. Also, you know, social media, you can send me a message there. Um, I would tell any and everything that I know. That's awesome. That is awesome. Because I think that, you know, we need to kind of help each other connect certain things together. We need to help each other with uh, roadmaps and how to get there and what I did and what you need to do to make this better. I think that's awesome that you're offering that. Absolutely. Let's recycle the money in these small businesses. I mean, no offense to, you know, Target, Walmart and Forever 21, none of, you know, any of these big companies, but let's recycle the money in these small businesses and help families out. Because, you know, when you support small businesses, the money goes directly into the business. It goes right to that family. You know, these right. big corporations, you know, no offense, but um, they have what they need. So let's recycle our dollars. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, Shana, thank you again for coming along with me. And, um, you know, I love you. I love you, too. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so proud of you. And, uh, you know, let's let's keep going, y'all. So thank you so much to my audience for coming along on this journey with me on More Stories and being part of it. I will leave you with this. Start every day off with a smile and get it over with. That's all you got to do is smile, live your life, and enjoy your life. It's more stories, y'all.